0: You're listening to One Talks, a podcast about the everyday experiences of living with type 1. I'm Lucy, and this is episode 10. I'm back with Rebecca, Katrina, Karen, and Kelsey to discuss the concept of love for our very last episode of season 1. We're hoping to continue the podcast into a second season, so please contact us with any recommendations or if you'd like to participate. We also have our One Club pins for sale through our Etsy shop. Please visit www.onetalkspodcast.com for more info. Enjoy this last episode.
1: For me, when I think love, I think of my marriage, which is suffered and been difficult because of my disease and I my husband thank God is healthy and he's wonderful and he's supportive now but it's been a rough journey to get there because it's so hard for anybody else to understand and this is true of any major disease or chronic illness where your loved ones just can't understand what you're going through and you know it I don't have the experience of having been young and having parents maybe not understand, but having that spouse who you count on and expect to know you better than anyone else not be able to understand is heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I think I at least haven't seen a lot of discussion about relationships for type ones and how those relationships can be hurt and harmed by the disease itself and the toll it takes on everyone. Not mm-hmm, just right. the individual that has it, but also the partner and the ways in which partners can move through and, yeah. you know, get past 100%. the challenges yeah. understanding yeah. and supporting without being overbearing and without being too involved mm-hmm. or trying to... Yeah you know for me it's been a balance of don't tell me what to do yeah I'm independent I do this 24 7 I'm an on-call nurse like how dare you think you know better than me definitely but under trying on the flip side to understand that that's love yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's,
0: that's really great.
2: yeah. it is a really good example I mean when you think about love and relationships and diabetes within those relationships, right, and trying to find that balance between letting them participate, so yeah. letting your wall down a little bit to mm-hmm. let them in to to help in some way that isn't going to be super annoying and piss you off, like, right? Like, the, it is a bit of a balancing act for sure. Um, and I think that, like, it just, it's it's hard, and I think it's ever-changing and evolving, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully your partner um it sounds like they are uh patient enough to sort of ride that wave with you because I find uh, at home for our life it really ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. like you know and I some days I feel like you know he just can't win (laughs) like Like, if he's too attentive I'm like what are you doing you know (laughs) but then if he's not it's like you don't understand you know like (laughs)
3: <laughs> Absolutely I feel like it's valid though To have different periods Where you need different things from people mm-hmm. Like I need you to be more attentive here Because I'm struggling mm-hmm. And I need that from you But oh you know what I feel like I'm on track And I feel like I can handle this I don't need so much from you right now yeah. I need you to back off Yeah. So I feel like it's okay That's okay mm-hmm. um, And I feel like having those conversations With that person is mm-hmm. super important mm-hmm. Um, because again they are doing it out of love they want to love you, they want to support you Um, they want to show that they're there for you sometimes they might not know how to help you but they do want to Mm -hmm. Um, and you just need to communicate from them what you need at that time and just know that have them know that that might change at any given moment
1: Yeah, and the communication part is so crucial and I think it's hard when you're trying to do it alone and be strong and that You first have to recognize that you need help
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and allow that to even be something you ask for
0: exactly yeah looking at it a different way like I I certainly don't have any like strong hate towards my diabetes like people have asked me that before and I don't you know I don't particularly love it I don't think but it's really hard for me to imagine my life without it Mm. now and I do think there are things that i have done solely because i'm diabetic that i would not have done otherwise and i have developed like a little bit of a love for it it's weird (laughs) and uh and i think maybe that's also just acceptance and me working through things and seeing that as maybe the better alternative i don't
3: know but yeah i feel like that makes sense to me like i feel like i would not be person I am I would not be as strong as I am as resilient as I am Mm -hmm. without getting this diagnosis and going through everything that I've gone through and that's true for every aspect of life right yeah um but like I wouldn't I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be putting myself out there I wouldn't be making the connections that I've made I wouldn't be volunteering my time necessarily um and I wouldn't be helping people and potentially changing other people's lives Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's brought a lot of good opportunities my way and I'm As much as I don't like having diabetes, Mm -hmm. I like the opportunities that it's brought to my life, and Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of hate, like hate for my body. Mm -hmm. I don't even know that I would call it self-hate, but just literally hate directed towards my body and anger because it was such a late diagnosis that it was such a shock to me, and... When I first heard the ideas of self-love and, you know, loving your body, and it was like, barf. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a slow progression for me. But I do, and I think everyone has to go through their own grieving cycle, and Mm -hmm. I've said this to people, I... Have looked for like in the self-help section for books about loss and everything's about loss of a person. And I didn't Dumb. lose a person, but I lost a part of myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. And it was traumatic. And I think at most of the people I've talked to have gone through most of those typical stages of grief, totally. mm-hmm. including too. Yeah, yeah, including you know denial and anger and bargaining. You know, and, yes, mm-hmm. and hopefully finally acceptance. And it can, of course take different lengths of time for people but I'm finally coming around to trying to love my body more so
0: it's so hard. It's so hard. Especially when it's layered and complex. It's it's not definitely not straightforward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's any other love. You love Nick Jonas?
3: Mm
2: Same disease as an inn. I feel like it should be. Yeah, I agree. It really should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have a
1: lot of ladies to love, though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He would. Like,
2: just... yeah. And
3: then he got married. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just keep
2: singing that song in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: funny. Yeah. I think when I was diagnosed, like the only reference, like pop culture reference I had, which was literally my only reference, was. The Babysitter's
3: Club. Right. Stacey. That was it. Yeah. 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 I never read it, but i heard yeah. people talk say yeah, that. that. Yeah, that was it. I
0: was like, oh my god, no more candy? Like, that was my panic. And the doctor was like, let's not jump the gun. But it's <laughs> that, a fictional
1: story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of um, uh, when, like, Degrassi was still on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this one character, um, and he, they... Throughout, like, the couple of the last seasons of, uh, or the last episodes of the season, um, he was, like, having all these, like, symptoms, whatever, and, like, he was bringing needles to school, and I was like, what was going on? And then it was, like, the last, the last, uh, the season finale, they, like, he, like, comes out as, like, you know, his friends are like, what are you doing with needles, whatever, and he was like... I have type one diabetes, and it comes out, when I was like, "Oh my god!" And then they wrote him
3: off. They wrote him off the series. Oh my <laughs> god! Like <laughs> he died. <laughs> or he something? didn't. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like the next season came out, and like he just wasn't at school anymore. Like oh he just wasn't god. there. God. Yeah. So I was so excited, and, like. He- Finally,
1: a character's coming out. Like, he's diabetic, and then it, gone. Well, I oh thought you were going to say Steel Magnolias, which is, <laughs> like, Me such too. a traumatic a example. example. right? Yeah. You're like, that's oh my the God, one. Julia Roberts dies. Yeah. She has a
2: baby, then she dies. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I know. And like, that's
1: the only kind of, that's what most people know about type 1, is it kills people. No, or, no wonder um, they
2: think that there are no adults living with type 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. They just um, die one. off. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> So, we need some strong diabetic characters represented in television, is what I think we're saying. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Well, guys, thank you so much. This was awesome. Please remember this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. All episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course through our website. The One Club would like to thank our sponsor Novo Nordisk for making Season 1 possible and of course our collaborator Connected Emotion.